Hello. How are you? I am just going to talk a little bit about one specific issue. It won't be a normal podcast. It's uh, starting off uh, without the obnoxious music that your regular listeners are used to. But I did want to talk about energy and current uh, gasoline and uh, heating fuel prices. And yeah, they're high, as we all know. And there's been some chatter on social media about it, uh, on Face Thing Messenger. Uh, myself and a few of my buddies, uh, we talk about it all the time. And I just had this thought today. The more we talk about it, the more we expel our knowledge on this topic as we talk about economics and our understanding of supply and demand and how these prices affect everything and who's to blame and all that other fun stuff throughout it all i did have this thought this afternoon we're not talking about short-term solutions here Logical ones, that is. Now, people on the left side will say that the long-term solution is to get away from fossil fuels and find renewable resources. The right side of the argument uh, may, and I'm not on this side of the argument, but it appears that their solutions and scope are about more oil production and not really believing that renewables are the answer. Uh, nuclear may come into the equation on that side as well, though I'm one of the few liberals, as I mentioned many, many times, who is in favor of more research of nuclear energy. Anyway, so... The finger pointing from the right goes right to Biden and, oh, it's the Keystone Pipeline and the this this argument that he shut down oil production somehow. And it's just like uh, in this country, it's like how? No, he hasn't done that. He hasn't done that. Okay. I mean, and you can find. I mean, even those people who are wary of fact checkers and all that. I mean, just just look. Okay, just just look a little bit and you'll realize Joe Biden at no time shut down domestic oil production. But anyway, I can talk about that until I'm blue in the face. Talk about the fact that uh, getting rid of the uh, construction of the Keystone XL pipeline uh, would have, I mean, even if that was finished, even if, the, no, it wouldn't even been finished by this time. It's like, who knows if it even would have uh, stepped up construction again or started up construction again d due to the fact that it was forever tied up in litigation anyway. Okay. I'm kind of getting off here a little bit and I'm stumbling over my words. Uh, now, when I get on the social media on, say, a conservative's friend's uh, thread as they're talking about high gas, gas prices and blaming it on Joe Biden, uh, 
I have chimed in and just said, well, you can't really blame this on Joe Biden. And the fact of the matter is, is that in my lifetime, gasoline price fluctuations have happened in Democratic and Republican administrations. It doesn't matter who the president of the United States is at a, is at a given time. People talk about gas lines and they associate it with Jimmy Carter. No, that was Richard Nixon in 1973. Gas prices were high during Jimmy Carter, and he talked about having an energy strategy, you know, right off the bat in 1977. Talking about how we're burning a non-renewable resource and we need a long-term energy strategy that fo- that switches that focus. And we haven't learned. This is 45 years ago. Yes, 45 years ago that the same conversation was happen- happening. You know, the fact that we have to buddy up with the dictators of the world, the bad countries of the world like Saudi Arabia, Russia, and now we're trying to smooth relation, smooth over relations with uh, Venezuela. I mean, come on, you know. And it's it's just it's a dependency on oil. You know, many people say, "Well, it's our dependency on foreign oil. Let's make ourselves more, or just energy independent." Okay, great, but does but I still, oil is a is part of the global economy. And your daily oil prices reflect the global economy, not just domestic oil production, which, by the way, continues to go up year after year to the point that we regularly export more oil than we import. I mean, that happened during the Obama administration. People credit Trump with it, or the right will credit Trump with it, but that was happening during the Obama administration. The thing is, it doesn't matter who the president is. Some will say that, the, oh, the, Matt, the president has more control over gas prices than you think, and I'm like, oh, really? Okay, how? Okay, tell me how. That somehow he wakes up in the morning, and the first thing he does is just uh, flick on some magic light that has to deal with uh, gasoline prices for the day, it doesn't happen. And if you think about it logically, it's just like, come on, really? So we don't talk about the short-term solutions to this. What are the short-term solutions? I don't think impeaching Biden is the answer. I don't believe, I mean, how's that going to change the gas price? If Trump were president, we'd be facing the same problem yes we would because we just would even if trump didn't invade ukraine you'd still have higher than higher gas prices than you had two years ago they'd still be in the three dollar something range the war in ukraine happened to bump it up considerably more as we know and that's a fact So, short-term solutions. Suspending the gas tax? Well, okay, that's 18 cents right there. Do you think oil companies are automatically going to drop the gas prices 18 cents uh, because of this? No. You know that. You know that. And how much money is that going to save you anyway? It's going to save you 30 cents a day. It's going to save you 30 cents a day on average, which is about $100 a year. So that's not going to do much.
suspend uh, state taxes of gasoline, okay. But that pays for, you know, roads, bridges. And then you do away with it. You do away with tolls for a while. Good luck bringing them back. When's a good time to bring them back? The second you suspend something like that, when does it come back? And you're also taking valuable money away from an avenue that effectively funds our roads and our infrastructure. And then you do it on the federal level as well. And yeah, it's $100. It's going to save you a year, but it's going to blow a huge hole in that part of the federal budget that is desperately needed. And it doesn't help in us planning ahead. So I'm saying this is just part of the discussion isn't what we do in the short term. I mean, do we just suck it up and deal with it until this war is over with? Do we get involved in the war militarily, knowing that it will lead to World War III and the use of nuclear weapons? I mean, so we're not talking about solutions often enough in the short term. This isn't even to mention long-term solutions. Somehow we do have to break the cycle of our dependence on oil. It's been said time and time again in my lifetime, ever since I've been born, but yet nothing is done because what happens, the disruptions in the supply chain often fix themselves, always fix themselves, and all of a sudden we're paying cheap for cheap gasoline again and we forget about our long-term solutions and this is the trap that someone like me falls into i'm not extremely liberal when it comes to energies of the future nuclear has to be part of it how come we're not talking about the hydrogen cell anymore is that's a thing of the past I mean, where are we on research uh, with that? I do believe renewables need to play a part when possible. But then when I start saying that, when I start saying things like, yeah, it does make sense to have public transit buses, government vehicles uh, be electric, run on electricity, That, to me, makes sense. It puts a little bit of a dent in that dependence. When I start talking about high-speed rail, which I still can't believe we, we don't have in this country, it's just like the whole state of California should have that from top to bottom. It's been talked about, but why hasn't it happened? I mean, all these things put a dent into our dependency on fossil fuel. But the second I start bringing stuff like that, up, all of a sudden, I am called a liberal, I am called simple-minded, and damn it, Matt, this is the reasons why liberals don't get elected. It's just like, what am I saying that's so outrageous here? And yes, before you come back with, well, well my Skinner's not going to run on uh, solar power, my Skinner's not going to run on uh, electricity. My Skinner's not going to run on nuclear power. It's just like, I get that. that some, 
equipment, some vehicles are still going to continue to use fossil fuels. I understand that, but not everything has to. And that's what gets lost in the conversation sometimes. And when I say to a trucker that I understand the frustration and what I hear back is, well, I don't think you understand at all. It's just like, you know what? In a way, you're right. I am not you. But I understand the fact that if you're an independent trucker, you may be spending $2,500 a week on fuel. And that sucks. It's horrible. You know, it comes out of your bottom line, and this is what you do for a living. And you know what? I don't know what that's like, though I have been through economic hardships. I've never been a trucker, and I've never been a true businessman. I've never had anything like that come out of my bottom line. And But you know what? When I say I understand the frustration, I understand that you're frustrated. I hear what you're saying, and that's going to suck. Okay? And I understand the ripple effect of what fuel prices have on our economy. I mean... That's another thing. I don't need an economics lesson on all this stuff. I know it, okay? And I don't, it's not that I know it left and right. I'm learning something new every day when it comes to this dynamic, all right? When it does come down to it, though, it's about basic supply and demand. And one person was like, well, can I hear other reasons other than supply and demand? Well, that's, in a simple sense, it is. It's about supply and demand and disruptions to the supply chain. It's just like, we demand this stuff like mad, okay? The supply keeps going up like crazy, okay? It's just like, even though we have, we burn uh, gasoline with f- more fuel-efficient cars, even though we found out better ways to heat our homes, even though we've the technology is developing to use energy in different ways, we still are producing more oil than ever. It's just like, and it, it's troublesome and that needs to change. And hopefully this is a wake up call for that. It will be in Europe because they depend on Russian oil more than we do. And as you know, I don't need to tell you this. That's why it's uh, nearly impossible impossible for them to sanction Russian oil. So they're going to be ahead of the game when it comes to this. And I'm not saying also that we need to ban fossil fuels. Nobody. I mean, no, no. It's, are there people on the left that may say that? Yes. Sometimes what they're saying is taken out of context. Context. Having a hard time speaking here. But we do need to use less of it. And that's where most people, that's where most people agree. We can't ban fossil fuels. We depend on, I mean, our household items, many of them, a surprising and alarming amount of them are made from uh, petroleum products. So I get that. I understand that. I understand the world around me. Again, I haven't heard a viable short-term solution. There are plenty of ideas for long-term solutions, but what there needs to be is a concrete plan. 
that's really all I have to say. And the thing is, it's just like instead of the finger pointing and the reality of it is, is if gas prices remain this high, it is going to be the biggest factor in who wins elections. That's a reality. I hope our leaders are, whether it be political, business, or just people in the community, can come together and come up with a short-term fix for this. But all of us need to be thinking about a long-term solution. And when I say long-term, I'm talking about when we're gone and our kids are still here and what we're going to leave with them. And when they become leaders, when they become my age, what is this conversation going to look like? Who knows what this world will look like? But we really need to start thinking ahead and just get off this vicious cycle of extreme up and downs when it comes to our dependency on this fuel that is just nasty, causes problems, and has no good long-term outcome. And that's all I have to say. And uh, if you want to respond via Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, certainly feel free. If you want to respond directly onto the Podbean app, uh, please do. And I look forward to doing my next show with Stout and Eric, which hopefully we'll do this Sunday. We missed it this past Sunday because of a conflict I had. And until next time, I love you all. Take care.